People spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to the JK Experience. Going, okay, I'm gonna take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you, you feel you're talented in that. Pursue that, who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. And uh, first of all, I just hope you're having a fantastic week. And uh, I tell you what, I am ecstatic about my uh, my guest this morning, uh, Mr. Ashley Bright. Welcome first and foremost, brother. Josh, it's great to be with you. I've been looking forward to this since we set this up. Yeah, fantastic, man. Me too, buddy. Uh, for those of you that uh, that know Ashley, you know the man and the myth behind uh, the hat that's here in studio with us today. <laughs> but uh, uh, for those of you who do not, uh, Ashley is the uh, CEO of the Central Wyoming Boys and Girls Club. Uh, uh, I, I'd say conglomerate because eleven thousand uh, young adults is who you serve in our in our great state of Wyoming. Uh, you're in Casper, uh, Douglas, kind of the Glen Rock area, of course, too, because they kind of bleed into each other. Right. Uh, Buffalo and now uh, Dubois, and then you're looking at Riverton as well, too. So that is a big big accomplishment my man yeah it's uh it's been incredible and it starts with that great team strong yeah. board of directors then it goes to good to great staff then good to good to great funding and then our programming and and trickles there but that strong board of directors yeah. really drives organizations so in 1997 i was in a workshop with our then boys and girls club of america president roxanne spillett mm-hmm. and she passionately talked to her said we're not going to move forward if we don't have the strongest boards in the communities we serve yeah. and it was just hit me and i was at that time i was 30 or so years old and yeah. it's like okay i need i need to we need to identify those individuals with passion gifts talents and influence in those communities mm-hmm. and build the boys and girls club that way well and you've done an amazing job i think one of the things you know when when somebody says hey listen would you like to be a part of uh this board most people kind of cringe and they don't really get excited about being on a board now i mean i know that you guys have done an amazing job over the last couple years or even longer than that about really getting wonderful amazing people that are willing to serve right not just be on a board but they really truly serve i mean i saw the criteria you, you, you were so awesome about um, al- allowing me to see the criteria that you had for your board members. And uh, I mean, it is, Im- it's impressive. And you expect them to show up. You expect them to help grow uh, uh, the Boys and Girls Club. You expect them to give back financially and with their time and support all that. I mean, that's impressive because as we know, most boards are just trying, are trying to get a board member on it, whether they serve or not. Yes, true. And it's, it's identifying those individuals, meeting with them, sitting down and really finding out what their gifts and talents are yeah. and how they would like to serve. And because of the dynamics of what we do in Boys and Girls Clubs, we can usually tap into someone's interest whether past or, or vision that they have for community. Right. And, uh, and it, it works. And so, uh, so yes, yeah, so we have that identified criteria, and we keep them accountable to it. They do self-evaluations annually, and uh, we have a scorecard that, that shows mm-hmm. what, what, how we are doing as an organization. And, 
un, they're they're very selfless in, yeah. in the way that they serve. Yeah, and it shows in the uh, movement of the Boys and Girls Club. The other key aspects is just to have a strategic plan yeah. and to keep that not just on the shelf, but present at every committee meeting and at the board meeting. So we'll have tents in front of them with the mission and then a, a scope of the. Uh, of the strategic plan as yeah. well. So it's always in front. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, I mean, honestly, for those of you listening to this, uh, you know, this is what you do for your board members. Just imagine what they do for uh, the teens and the youth that they're there to serve. So uh, I tell you, one, it's an amazing organization. It's so well, and we are so grateful that we get to uh, support that as all uh, as a as a um, as an a company and all of the companies that we have. I mean, that's one thing that we've grown together, Ashley, not only um, on the professional side, but because of the friendship that we've grown, I guess, over the over the last decade or so. Yes, and the reach in central Wyoming uh-huh. is larger than Colorado Springs, wow. Fort Collins, Billings. Some of that we're a major yeah. metro organization in central Wyoming. Yeah. And it and it is, Josh. I mean it's a generosity and, and you've been a leader. You are a a top contributor in the things that we do at the Boys and Girls Club. So thank you so much. You and Coldwell Banker and the companies. Yeah. It's well, amazing. we love it, but we once again, it, it's our relationship. It's the one that you and I have grown, and that's why I, I want to talk about that. I mean, we can always talk business, yes. which is great, and I know, I, and I love it. I think it's really great for us to start with the foundation of why the organization that you have and that you're running is so successful, is because you really do pour into the people. You know, one of the things actually um, that you and I became really great friends through is through the uprising yes. music fe- yeah. Christian music festival, and I tell you what, you know, we we. Um, man, we had some really amazing opportunities to be in front of great bands, to great, uh, great speakers. Uh, but we also had a lot of uh, really hard, challenging moments, you know, and I think that's where I know for a fact that that's where I really leaned on you and you and I uh, started to develop a very, um, I think more, not a superficial, but more of a deep friendship for each other because we really got tested in so many ways. As you have grown, not only um, the Boys and Girls Club, but as you've made an impact in this community, talk about talk about how you have had to change. Um, I think that people, um, when they when they look at people such as yourself that have been very successful in their realm, uh, they don't understand that there was a lot of growth that needed to happen. And I know that you've got a past. You've alluded to that past and who the old Ashley was and how that old Ashley never is not serving you anymore. And you had to grow spiritually. Um, you had to grow as a father. You had to grow as a husband. Talk about that journey just a little bit to kind of give people an insight of who the real Ash is. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I was born in Florida, and I had a, uh, I had a, a heart uh, issue and uh, it was a virus in my heart, and it's a big, long name. But anyways, it was a virus mm-hmm. that there was only seven in the, in the world and, 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 or in our country, and uh, they found a doctor that, that could um, do the heart surgery. And this is when I was a baby. And my parents always said, you know, we just clutched each other and prayed. We didn't know if, if you were going to make it, but we did. Wow. And so I was, I was handed that early, raised Jewish. I was raised Jewish. Okay. Um, I was going through a bar mitzvah when I was 13 years old, and at that time, my parents ended up divorcing. Wow. So right as we, right as I was going into the bar mitzvah at 13, which is the, it's a, a tradition in Jewish that, that's like going into manhood. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, my parents divorced. My dad ended up moving overseas, 
And I stayed with my mom, and I got way out there in the world when that happened. Mm -hmm. I was a slave to sin up until I was 22. And at 22, I received the Lord in my life. There was a a woman woman part of a, a family that had a prayer meeting, and she's... We were working. I was working at the school district for in Tacoma at the time, just okay. finishing school. hadn't started my boys and girls club career yet, and uh, she said, "I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you, and and uh, my family is, and I want to invite you to um, our our uh, prayer meeting, and it's at my sister's house." And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I kind of dabbled in church, you know, kind of kind of played the, you know, I know God, mm-hmm. but way out there is in a." negative relationship at the time and and just binge partying and all mm-hmm. that stuff and and uh she she said you know come and so it was march 12 1990 and it was a monday and i told her at the school i said i'm coming tonight and so many things happened to me that day like i had a flat tire and i had to yeah. fix that and it just was like how oh, i'm i don't know if i'm naked but it, just this determination i walked in and one by one this family was just ministering and sharing their testimony and and the very first scripture was that that they that I can remember that day that they shared was Romans 6:23 the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life wow. and so i knew at that time that enough was enough and i mean the lord showed me all this through this and mm-hmm. i came out of there transformed and then i had an experience that many new believers don't I was discipled for six months straight really? with, by this family. Okay. I was there every day at night, and uh, we were ministering in the streets a couple of weeks after no after uh, receiving the Lord. And, and so I was born again March 12, 1990, and transformed. Lord, show me in vision boys and, this Boys and Girls Club. I didn't know what for sure that was what I was going to do, and then... Started my career when I was 23, so I'm in my 30th year doing Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. I was in the city of Tacoma at the time. And then a year later, he led me to Allison, who grew up in an agnostic home, and he used me to witness to her, and then she no came kidding. to know the Lord. So it's, uh, it's, it's all Jesus. It's all... Um, it's all him. Yeah, that is amazing. I, I, I mean, I've known you for many years. I never knew. First of all, I never knew that you were Jewish. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, obviously, um, how fast of a turnaround that is. You know, I mean, my 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 dad my dad t- talks about his. Uh, his revelations when he was young and then how he really became, he was like literally just like he caught the Holy Spirit and then boom, yeah. and it was just like it was no, no turning back. It and it sounds like this is very similar to you. Completely, completely. Yeah, my great-granddad was a Jewish rabbi. No kidding. And my dad was known as the base rabbi uh-huh. in the different areas because we he was in the military. Wow. So he, he, would, he would teach um, young men uh-huh. on base um, the Jewish faith. No and kidding. And so, uh, so, yeah, all that was, that was handed to me. And then he, he was teaching me the bar mitzvah. So that's where this kind of this homeschooling kind of um, was in, was grounded a little bit yeah. because I experienced that yeah. too as well, and so it just you know that's awesome, man. I love it, man. Okay, so you so you end up in Casper, Wyoming, um, and so you, so just t- tell us from there. You, you're in you're Casper, Wyoming. You got you got sent here to build up the Boys and Girls Club. Yes. Yeah, so uh, so I started my career in Tacoma, Washington, mm-hmm. in '91, February '91. 
and I I was there six years, and then we did a boys and girls club plant in Great Falls, Montana. So I was there three years, and then I came out. I've been out here since 1999, mm-hmm. and at that time it was a hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollar budget. And Unbelievable, Maddie. Two facilities. There was 400 members. We were serving 400 kids at that time, and um, there was three thousand dollars in the bank, and oh, there was a there was a scholarship fund from Stephen Champlin that was twenty thousand dollars, but just for just for education. The, the net assets were three hundred thirty thousand because we did own building. We didn't have any debt. We okay. just didn't have any money. Yeah. And so, yeah. so when I was in, which is now the link, which mm-hmm. has all been part of God's plan. Yeah. It Ca- was all part of yeah, God's Yeah, the link, plan. which is Caspi Youth for Christ. Right, right. right. Exactly. It was all part of God's plan. Yeah. So my first office was in a closet in that club. It was in uh-huh. this back area in a closet, no windows, and it was 110 degrees in there. And I'm, in, I'm kind of dressed up and kind of ready to go and... and uh, I hope nobody gets turned off by this, but there was this like little mouse that was just kind of going up and down. I was just like, my first day, I was just, I was watching that mouse. I'm going, okay, Lord, I'm just trusting you all the way yeah. through this. And and so, so it was a couple of years of position, getting the board, you know, mm-hmm. getting the board, recruiting yeah. the board, building up, and uh, we wanted to do three things really well, and that was going to be the basis of of building the organization. So we didn't start off just trying to do everything. We yeah. were focused on three things and doing them really well. And it was education, it was starting a food program, okay. and it was getting into fitness. Okay. And, and we were in that, the, the link now, and we had the, um, a 2,200-square-foot building in North Casper as well that mm-hmm. we were operating out of, out of those two locations. And there was just three of us full-time, and uh, it was part-time staff, volunteers, and, and wow. so it was just step-by-step. But we did a strategic, we were getting the board together, we did some planning, we broke ground on, in 2003, and, and in 2004, we opened the then 32,000-square-foot Boys and Girls Club mm-hmm. building, which is now 37,000 because mm-hmm. we've done some additions and recently uh, finished the Susie McMurray Technology Center addition to the yeah. club, which is, uh, it's uh, unprecedented around the country, too, as yeah. well. But we do outreach in the schools. Uh, with cowboy ethics, mm-hmm. and also at juvenile detention centers, the juvenile detention center, and then we have Wildtown Financial Literacy Center, and then the boxing club that that Casper Boxing Club is an independent operator of. Yeah. So that's a little bit of, this, and then serving the four counties. Yeah. Well, I think what's amazing, and I think what people, I, I really hope that people take away from this is that y- you started so small. I mean, it was a grassroots effort. I mean, I remember, man, growing up, like fifth, sixth grade. Uh, actually, a little bit earlier than that, too, uh, playing, uh, r- do wrestling at the Boys and Girls Club in that building yeah, that yeah. you were that you were in. Awesome. And and so uh, just the impact that you guys started to make um, on the community, is, as small as you were, still having an impact. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, feel like they, they have to leapfrog over uh, the, the biggest and most important parts of the process in order to have the success. And for you, it was not. It was literally identifying those three key elements that if you grew those, if you knew that you became exceptionally great in those areas, you would have expansion beyond what you could even imagine. And you've done that. I mean, it's really overwhelming to think of how big of a machine that you guys have been a part of creating. And we know that at the center of it, God is at the center. He is yeah. like, nothing was going to happen without his vision, which he casted uh, on your heart. Um, your budget went from 178000 <laughs> What is it now today? It's just it, people have a... 
point. It's a $3.9 million yeah. operating budget. Oh, believe, unbelievable. And right the there. assets are right? well over $11 million. Yes. And, and, and you was, employ how many people? We roughly? have 75 employees. 75. Now. You went from three people to three, three full time and a few right? part time to. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's just amazing. Once again, when you when you plant the seed and then when you stay committed to that, how amazing that can turn out. And you just, I mean, I'm sure that you still sit back in awe to go, this, like, really, this all came from a vision, right? Well, and it's it's the principle of the Lord where if you're faithful of little, yes. he'll keep adding on. And, yeah. and my very first programming experience was in a project. I worked professionally uh, twice in project housing areas. One was the largest West of the Mississippi, 5,800 um, pe- people, individuals, mm-hmm. lived in this housing uh, project in Tacoma. It was the largest housing project uh, west of the Mississippi in Tacoma on the east side, where our Boys and Girls Club was nine blocks away from that. But my first start of programming was in a 440-square-foot room with a couple of board games and some arts and crafts for... Um, kids in, in the projects. Uh-huh. And so that was my very first. And and I remember coming daily, and it didn't take me wa- a long time, I was 20 years old at the time, to, to think, okay, how is this funded? What's going to happen? Yeah. And I had, I mean, I had met some of the most amazing people there. And it's very, the the racial diversity was was truly incredible. And that gave me that, yeah, that experience and, and just growing up around welfare and poverty as well, are yeah. are professionally getting exposed to welfare and poverty yeah. growing up in my profession, I guess. Yeah. yeah. One of the things, Ashley, you've done such an amazing job is always been the connector. And we talk a lot about with great leadership that not only is it about servant leadership, but also connecting people. And, and as you, um, I think, spoke a little bit earlier about this, is you, you try to align people's passion uh, with how they can serve at some level you know, within the Boys and Girls Club. But I mean, I think that's a wonderful uh, way that we should all be looking at when we're talking to people. Um, you've, have you always been a great connector? Is that a gift that you believe you've had and you just nurtured that? Or was that an area that you needed to develop? It's a it's a great it's a great question. I I, I when I look back at the military life that mm-hmm. was a, as a kid, um, we were two and three years out, and and you you had to be outgoing or you would be lost in in moving from every two to three years. Okay. And my I, my dad was uh, he was uh, the clown at the birthday parties when clowns were cool. Uh-huh. Not right, yeah. scary, but um, and he he was very outgoing, and my sister. Uh, she was involved in everything, and so we'd go and we'd move, and we'd go into our schools, and we would just splash, you know, just yeah. like here we are, here's who we are, and so we were taught that. And military kids that grow up like that, they they understand that. So I actually graduated high school in Germany, and I, but I didn't move out there until my senior year. So once again, I came in, and within two three weeks, I had we 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 had a great group of friends, and uh-huh. we were. We're close today, no so it kidding. just yeah, and I was just with them one year, so it's kind of kind of you kind of that's how you survive a bit. So I think that was planted early, and then um, there is, I mean, the Lord has showed me I'm just super humble about it is just this ability to mobilize, yeah, and uh, and we and and so He puts me in those positions as we were going through COVID. The first lady called me over the weekend when things were shut down. She said, "I'm putting together a task force." for hunger, for our hunger initiative and hunger relief during this, would you like to serve? And I said, yes. And so we 
we started our meetings that, that March 17th week. And after two weeks, I said, you know what we need to do is we need to design. We need to design, design the initiative so it has reach all across the state of Wyoming. And let's look at the map and let's identify directors or coordinators in six parts of our state. Mm-hmm. And, and, but you're, first lady, you're going to have to help identify those people because I don't know them. And so we had a couple more meetings. And then next thing we knew, we have six directors around the state wow. that are working in their in their areas, yeah. in their regions, yeah. to uh, to address uh, food insecurities and, and where food is needed. So again, kind of thru- I get thrusted into those, and it's like okay, and then and then there there we have it. But then that's been very good. But I'm I'm learning every day. I'm yeah. so humbled. And Josh, when you talk about um, generosity, give uh, those are the stories that stick out to me with the uprising. Is yeah. is how. You you were so generous, and there was right, we were going through the uprising, and we're in the middle of the concerts, and we know we needed funding, and it was like, what are we going to do? And we just trusted the Lord, but you set that tone. Your generosity, sowing and reaping, is a is is a great blessing on you and your company. Yeah. And God has He's loved that, and you're not a compulsive giver. You're not a a a, a, um, a reluctant giver. It's generous giving. Paul teaches that. In Second Corinthians eight and nine, he was he was um, speaking to Macedonians, and he and at that time the economic troubles were hard. Yeah, and he said he said you're giving, you're giving cheerfully, and and it's sustaining, and so it's so awesome. And how many times do we create boxes in our lives where we have our family here's in a box, our businesses here, our yeah. material items are here. And we have our finances here and, and uh, friends over here, all these boxes, and then God's here. Yeah. But in Matthew 6, it says, seek me first. Seek me first. Seek the kingdom first. Mm-hmm. So we make the kingdom the big box, then all these things will be added onto you. Yeah. And then he gives the desires of heart. And I, you model that. Well, you model that. And I, I've seen it. We've known each other strong for eight years. Yeah. And uh, the Lord's blessing your company because you are seeking Him first, and all these things are getting added to you. Yeah. And you're faithful of the little things, and God's just moved it. Well, I appreciate it, buddy. But <laughs> you know, once again, though, I mean, it, it's just you've got to have great people in your life that you that yeah. first of all hold you accountable, but also are there to walk with you. And yeah. you know, one of the things that I've just so appreciated about our friendship and how we've built. Uh, I think a pretty great uh, relationship is the fact that we've actually walked through it, right? Yeah. And we haven't we we haven't been divided uh, by the tr- by the the challenges that were faced. And I think unfortunately, you get to see the strength or lack of strength in relationships when diversity comes and challenges come. And especially, you know, you mentioned about COVID. You know, um, I'd love to know and talk to you a little bit more about that because those are massive challenges. You know, yeah. not only on the the heart that you have to to be there for all of these children because I know that for you that is just say uh, that that is something that weighs on you every single day but then also I know the pressure you know that you talked about your um your budget and how it's increased and how it is just absolutely it's so big I mean it's such a large number that most people can't even fathom trying to raise that you know through COVID what have you experienced um, whether it's been massive growth or has it been time for you to sit back and say, okay, these are the priorities or we need to get back to those three foundational pieces? Like, what is it that you've learned through this? Yeah, that's very good. So um, right when it happened, right when the closures happened, 
Boys and Girls Club America CEO Jim Clark and I we were texting over and there's um, there's 1,400 organizations, 4,900 clubs, and he and I are texting mm. from Central Wyoming to uh, where he's at in Atlanta headquarters, and he and what he said he said stay strong. Mm-hmm. So we took that, we, we said we, we had stay strong. So we started out with stay strong. And the next hashtag was, the next hash, hashtag, so we had hashtag stay strong, hashtag so much good. And mm-hmm. then the final hashtag was let's have club. Mm-hmm. So we kind of stayed in, in those realms. So the mm-hmm. stay strong was truly being be a rock, studying, you know, studying what, what we can do and being, and and just being in the shelter of the Lord, I mean, it's uh, we we just had to be still and and look at plans. We put together a task force that had 200 years of Boys and Girls Clubs of the Central Wyoming experience with board and staff. Mm-hmm. We have our staff leadership has over 80 years of Boys and Girls Club of Central Wyoming experience. I mean, wow. we've, we've been able to retain yeah. people and retain board members. Yeah, and so stay strong was truly making sure that we were safe and that we were following guidelines and we were studying. Then so much good. We, we served food every day, and then we had a night dinner program that engaged restaurants and philanthropists. Mm-hmm. And so the philanthropists were buying, basically buying the food from the restaurants, and then the restaurants were giving the food to us, and we were serving families. And we had, we had 150 cars just lined up to, to get food during, yeah. during the shutdown time. And then we had the So Much Good time frame, also had a club on the go, and we were doing virtual programming, and our staff was, was uh, going through training. And then it all built into hashtag Let's Have Club. So as you guys went through this, like for you personally as a leader, talk to me about like what did you learn? Because I, 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 I had some really amazing takeaways, um, per, you know, as I reflect on it and as I was going and walking through it. Um, for you, like, what what areas did grew the most for you because of all of these challenges that you were now faced? Not only leading, but you had to answer to things. You had to step into this stuff. Um, and I know you did exactly that. You stepped into it. Talk to us and share with us maybe a couple things that uh, you learned from this. Sure. And I... Um one thing that I, I, I'm glad you asked that question because we actually posed that to our staff. What, what have you learned through this? And I was surprised at how I was having a hard time. And in, in Isaiah 25, 4 speaks to the Lord being our refuge and that he's a shelter under the storm, a shelter to the storm. And I was surprised that I was having such a hard time being still. Maybe it's kind of like go and being innovative and kind of, and all of a sudden it was like, okay, you need to be still under a shelter. Mm-hmm. That was hard. And I found myself having to draw back from the past, mm. and some of it wasn't not healthy. I mean, I was drawn back from the past and saying, well, we've always done it this way, and we need to do it this way. And then, again, the accountable people in my life, in, in the profession and in life were saying, you know, here's my perspective. Here's what I'm seeing. I'm like, okay, that's good. And just being, just learn, you know, just being a better listener instead of, go and position and move it, it was it was just a very very interesting learning learning time for me mm-hmm. and uh and I had to grow and and we were we just had to be content with where we were at in the moment cuz mm-hmm. we just did not know but that not knowing mm-hmm. was a huge challenge for yeah. me 
and yeah. just but and then and then learning being able to learn that more contentment and listen and be still and be under that shelter isn't and that is so good buddy uh, because there's so many people that have this urgency Yes. You know, in their life, and and with uh, uncertainty brings fear. Yes, you know, and so that's why I think we you've seen a lot of people unfortunately go to that that area in their lives that fear that comes out, that, uh, and and for them to to listen to that, dude. I think that was wonderful. I, I I would really encourage anybody listening to that. Like that is that those are golden nuggets. Take those away from here. It is okay to have uncertainty, but you're rooted in this amazing foundation of faith, Ashley. We know that, and for those that uh, that know Ashley, know him. Um, you know, one of the things, Ash, as, as I think about uh, you and what you've been able to do, um, first of all, we know that you didn't do it alone, but at the same time, we always need a great captain at the ship, right? And, and you have always been known more for what you stand for than what you stand against. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's a phrase that I love, and yeah. I've tried to embody that personally. I haven't done a fantastic job of that over no. my life, but I think that's one nice. of the things you've done, and that's one of the reasons why you and I continue to um, build on our friendship, is because I love what you stand for. And so could you go just a little bit briefly into that about, you know, have you always been, has, has this been an evolution in Ash's life or have you always had this really fantastic foundation of knowing what you stood for? Yeah, that's, that's excellent. Thank you for asking that question as well. And I, I believe that, that, um, having an identity becomes important. Uh And so where are you going to put your identity? Is it going to be in the world? Is it going to be in material or is it going to be grounded in the word of God? And the word of God has always been the foundation. It's been the beginning and the end. And it, it, it's guidance. The power of the Holy Spirit has been able to speak to me and I've been able to hear and listen. And I'm just thankful and humbled by his grace that that has become the identity that that the Lord has shown me. Mm-hmm. Well, you haven't just heard and listened, though, but you took action on it. And I think that the, the last part of taking action is the most significant part, because a lot of us hear, a lot of us listen to things, but we don't act upon it. And you have acted upon it in your life, and, that's be- and, and it is so evident with the fruits of everything that's gone into your, into your family. Uh, we were just talking about um, your, well, your youngest daughter uh, <laughs> is, uh, is now engaged, right? right? Um, and I know we're we're already at 30 minutes here, so I can't get into the family because that really is such an important part of your life. And I know that you've been making decisions here in the last couple of years to spend even more time with them. Yeah. And I, it, I tell you what, I just honor you um, so much because of that. Most men and women don't make that the priority. They say that it's the priority, but they don't make it the priority. And you've done some amazing things here recently to help uh, live that out, be known more for what you stand for than what you stand against, right? And so uh, I can't wait. I'd love to have you back on that. podcast, brother, to talk about that. I'd love to come back. Thank you so much. Your family, uh, we will talk about the adoption um, at the ripe young age that you you and your wife were. um, And that is just an amazing story. Uh, that you guys, uh, I, I just can't wait for people to hear about that. But, uh, dude, thank you so much. I, oh, I First gosh. of all, I love just chatting with you. It's so good that you and I get to sit in a room again, but I just yeah. love the fact that I was able to record it, and now people get to listen to it, oh, brother. Thanks. It's 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 an honor, and I'm very humbled and, and uh, thankful that for this opportunity, and I love you, brother.
Yeah, well, thanks, my man. It is the is the feeling is exactly the same. Uh, for those of you that uh, are listening here, uh, once again, you know, um, it, we, we should we're all called to uh, to be generous, not only with our time but with our money and our finances. And I can't I can't tell you a better organization that your money will go farther, that your money will go and make an impact in the lives of our youth and our community here in the great state of Wyoming, uh, supporting Boys and Girls Club of Central Wyoming. Uh, I tell you what, we are just we are so. Um, we feel blessed that we get to do it. We feel so fortunate because we know that you guys are amazing stewards of the money that you receive and you uh, do an amazing job with the finances, making sure it gets to the uh, gets into the right places and the right locations uh, and then impacts uh, our youth. And then I, I just love the fact too, as an entrepreneur, how many people that you employ to me, that to me, that is equally as important mm-hmm. uh, because you make an impact not only by the people that you serve, but also the people that you develop. Right. And I know that you are developing tomorrow's leaders today. And that's something that I just, uh, I'm so not only impressed with, but I just absolutely love. And I love your heart in doing that. You, you do an amazing job of developing people, Ashley. So um, keep it up, man. Love you. And uh, I appreciate all you do, brother. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Hey, listen, uh, we appreciate you as always. And I know that there's somebody out there that needs to hear this and you know who that person is. So you need to get them, uh, get them this episode. Take care. Man, that went fast. Sorry. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you next time.